In my grasp are all things held in perfect equilibrium. I bind all opposites together, each to its complement. One by another do I mitigate so that nowhere in the universe is there any real want or failure. Neither is there anywhere injustice for the semblance of it is one of the manifold aspects of the delusion of separateness. Forms are as vases into which I pour the precious perfume of mine inmost essence. And where I am, there must be truth and right abide. Take heed, lest thou despise the forms thou understandest not. Every vessel of life is an aspect of me, the Most High. This comes from the Book of Tokens, Paul Foster Case's uh, masterpiece on the tarot and the Hebrew letters and the insights in that book. I would uh, highly recommend that you read. Uh, very beautiful. A book of poetry and wisdom and Kabbalistic understanding. Today, we are talking about the Wheel of Fortune. And that quote that I just read was on the letter Kaf, Kaf, which is a Hebrew letter that is associated with the Wheel of Fortune. And we'll talk more about that letter and its meanings, uh, symbolism of the card and so forth, uh, as we discuss this powerful card, the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, one of the main meanings of this card are, uh, are the, the ideas of karma and cycles and uh, periods of time, etc. So there's a, there's a notion of this wheel of time, uh, as I said, karma and the culmination of certain events and so forth. So we'll talk more again uh, about what this means as we go on. Thank you for joining us on the Cosmic Eye Show. This is the um, 11th in a series we're doing on the Major Arcana. This is Key 10. Of course, we started with Key Zero. So that was our first show, which is The Fool. And we're now on Key 10, the Wheel of Fortune. And we'll be going through to Key 21, which is the world. Uh, so again, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you guys being here each Sunday and we appreciate your support. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners who are supporting us through anchor.fm slash cosmic eye, where you can make a donation. If you have more uh, questions or need more information about the show, we're at cosmiceye.org uh, or at cosmic eye tarot on Instagram. You can hit us up there as well. Uh, if you have any questions about the show or about cards or about tarot in general or, or any other things. So. Uh, the Wheel of Fortune card is an interesting one. It's a beautiful design. It comes, the BOTA design uh, that I'm looking at, you can pull up online. Um, if you just look at BOTA, Wheel of Fortune card, something like that, you'll get a, an image of this. And this is the one that I'm using. Of course, you know, you can use your own card, but it does help to have the card that you know, we're, we're talking about in front of you. So if you want to pull that up, or if you've got a Paul Foster Casey's book on tarot, it has those color plates in it. Those are great to look at. Uh, the Rider Waite deck is, is similar, but uh, Paul Foster Casey's uh, is the one that I'm going with. And I want to thank Paul Foster Case for his beautiful work, uh, for my understanding of tarot as, uh, as I am, uh, Evolving my understanding comes from a lot of his work and uh, the ancient 
uh, wisdom that he was a part of and trans uh, helped to transform and help to share and carry that lamp of wisdom forth uh, into the modern world. And so I'm trying to carry uh, some of his ideas into our modern day, or you know, you might call the postmodern world now. Uh, but this ageless wisdom that's contained in these tarot cards is still valid and still uh, helps us in our daily lives. I want to encourage you to uh, meditate on these cards and really think about them. So the Wheel of Fortune this week is the card that you'd work with this week. Uh, if you've been following the series, you know that uh, I encourage you guys each week to uh, take this card and meditate on it, contemplate it, just kind of gaze lightly at it for at least five minutes a day and really let the uh, images on the card go to work on your unconscious to really, really help you uh, to change your life for the better, open up these uh, powers that are represented by these cards within yourself. Uh, so as I said, this card represents karma. So you see on this design, I'll just quickly describe this design. So there's a purple border, it's a, a violet color, a purple color uh, that that's connected to the, the planet Jupiter, which this card is connected to. Uh, it's the number 10 in the series and connected to the letter Kaf, the Hebrew letter Kaf. Uh, so that is at the bottom of the card. Then it's surrounded, it's, there's a sky background, and there's of course a wheel in the center, and there's a, a character on the right-hand side, which is Hermanubis, and that's, a, that's a, a combination of Hermes and Anubis uh, from the Egyptian god of the underworld. And then on the left-hand side, there is a yellow snake uh, in sort of a slithering pattern. It's like an S-like pattern. He's coming down the wheel. And then at the top of the wheel, there's a blue sphinx and a black and white nemesis, which is that headgear that the Egyptians wore. And he's holding a sword. He, she, I should say, is holding a sword because there's representation of, of uh, masculine or feminine energies combined. Uh, so you see this in the card. Uh, there's, uh, a, there's a lion in the bottom right-hand corner, and that is the sign Leo. There's a, there's a bull in the left, that's Taurus. And then up in the right-hand corner, we have an eagle for Scorpio. And in the left-hand corner, we have a man representing Aquarius. Those are, of course, the four fixed signs. So that's the basic layout of this card. In the background, there's, um, there's some clouds and a sky-colored uh, background. And then around the, the, um, around the, uh, the character at the top, around the Sphinx, is some gray clouds. And that signifies this idea that there's thunder or lightning in these clouds, and that alludes to the... Uh, uh, the mythological character of, of, of Jupiter's powers, uh, thunder and lightning and so forth, and those kinds of ideas that are associated with Jupiter, who is the king of the, uh, the gods uh, in ancient Greece. Um, so let us talk about this card. As I said, one of the main meanings of this card is this idea of karma, this idea of karma. So on the cube of space, if you guys are familiar with the cube of space, so each of these cards, each of these 22 tarot cards is assigned in uh, a place on this cube. So if you imagine 
that you have a, a die, you know, one, one, one dice, one of a pair of dice, one die, it's a six-sided figure. Uh, each of these cards will fit into a place on this cube. This cube of space represents the universe, it represents creation and a whole lot more. Uh, we'll go into that more as we go along. Uh, but this, this Wheel of Fortune card is placed in the West. It's placed in the West. So it's on the face of, of the Western side of the cube of space. And if you're looking at the cube uh, and trying to visualize it in your mind, the West is, is, is the side that faces, faces us. So we imagine that on the West, we see this Wheel of Fortune. On the East is the Empress and the North is... Uh, Mars, uh, the Mars card, which is associated with um, uh, the tower. So each of these six faces is associated with um, one of the seven planets, the inner one, the seven ancient planets, the inner uh, innermost part of this cube is represented by Saturn, and that's the world. Uh, so we'll go more into this, as I said, later on, as time goes on. In the south, uh, the sun or uh, the the uh, the sun card is there, which is connected to the letter Resh. So each of these cards, as we've talked about before, is connected to a Hebrew letter. There's planet and other various attributions uh, that go along with it as well. So as I said, Jupiter is associated with this. So this idea that in the West, we have this card, this Wheel of Fortune card. The West is where the sun sets. The West is the end of the day. The West is like the idea of the end of a cycle. In the Bible, you have this idea of a day uh, in, in Genesis, and days are means cycles of time, cycles of time or eons, different, different time periods, and so on. So uh, those seven days represent cycles of manifestation. Uh, so this, it, this card being in the West is significant. It represents the culmination of a series, a series of events, a series of events that goes uh, into play. Uh, that comes into materialization. So we can think of karma as this law or this wheel uh, that we're participating in. And it is this, this law of you know, cause and effect. We're familiar with this law of cause and effect. So essentially, uh, the connection that's interesting between these, this, this card, the Wheel of Fortune, and then the card in the East, the card in the East is the Empress. The Empress represents creative imagination, represents the uh, in intentions that we have, our visualizations and so forth, and our kind of pre-action uh, um, ideas, basically. So then you see in the East, this sort of uh, work that's taking place on the inner plane, and then in the West, where the Wheel of Fortune is located, we see it kind of coming to a culmination. So this idea of karma has associated with its cycles and time. It's connected to the cosmic cycles as well. So there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's cosmic cycles that are going on, periods of, of involution and evolution. In other words, periods of, of um, manifestation and then periods of a non-manifestation sort of period of it's almost like this idea of waking and sleeping you have these ideas of um, these cycles of time that exists in the hindu philosophy of brahma 
uh, waking and sleeping. And so, you know, existence comes and goes like, like we wake and uh, go to sleep. We awaken and go to sleep. Uh, so there's this similar idea, you know, in the, in the cosmic cycles of existence. We see these cycles existing, these karmic cycles existing in our own lives. And we understand this idea that there's a connection between the above and below. We know from uh, the hermetic law that, you know, as above, so below. That's really what it's telling us is that, you know, there's, as, as there are these cosmic cycles of, of growth and evolution and these spirals of, 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 of wisdom growing ever and ever greater, uh, as we're moving upward in our path of evolution, we also know that the universe is going through the same sort of evolutionary process. And we're a, a specific manifestation of that spirit in this material form. We're a spiritual being having an experience in this material body. We're subject to these cosmic laws. Uh, so this idea then that there is a cause and effect, we can understand then that karma you know, we may not see its manifestation. We may not understand why we're experiencing some of the things we're experiencing, whether those things are for good or for bad, positive or negative, you know, whether they're, we're, we're, um, you know, we're experiencing uh, the joys or the, you know, sadnesses of things, so forth, but they have their antecedents in, you know, in our lives and in these uh, actions and thoughts and visualizations and so forth that we've experienced previous lifetimes. You know, if you're inclined to believe in reincarnation, then, you know, oftentimes that'll help us to explain why things unfold the way they do in our lives. There is a, a connection between the actions that we've taken in the past, the experiences we've taken and had in the past and other lives, and then our lives today. And so sometimes uh, there's this idea that even though we can't explain why things are happening, we don't understand why things happen to us that seem uh, negative, or even we don't understand why things happen to us that are positive. You know, sometimes it's, it seems like some of those things are beyond our control. And we have this idea of fortune or luck or fate or destiny associated with this card as well. Uh, those are some of the meanings uh, in, in, a, in a reading so the idea of good fortune or destiny or sort of a karmic unfolding are also associated with this Wheel of Fortune card in terms of the meaning uh, of the card when you're doing a reading. Um, so and reversed, reversed, it has some some meanings like, you know, like a like a negative quality of that uh, unfolding a or a turn for uh, turn for the worse in essence, or this idea that one's head is being turned uh, by material things so that we're, you know, caught up in the things of the world or, you know, impressed by uh, those who seem to have power or wealth and so forth. Those are some of the associations uh, that we have when, when this card's reversed in the reading. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of deep meaning in the Wheel of Fortune card. There's a culmination of, of all of these powers and forces that um, come to play in the material world as well. So this card is associated with the number 10. The number 10. And the number 10 is associated with uh, the kingdom or the Sephirot, Sephirah, excuse me, of uh, Malkut. And so those are the 10 emanations of God uh, that come from the Kabbalistic system. And Malchut kind of 
is associated with the material world. Not kind of, it is exactly associated with it. I don't know why I said kind of, uh, but that refers to this culmination of these cyclical laws of this, uh, this idea of cause and effect and so forth. So this material plane itself is subject to those same laws that we ourselves as inhabitants of this material plane are subject to. Those are the laws of spirit, the laws of spirit. Um, so there's an association with 10 and a completion, the idea of completion, but also um, a new level of completion, a new start that can, that can uh, be associated with 10 as well. 10, of course, is, is a one and a zero. Zero is a, is a number of, of um, uh, the eternal. It's a number of, of no thingness or nothingness, the sort of foundation upon which all is built. And then one is that point or that creation, that awareness, that concentration that begins materialization. So then there's this idea of one and zero together is this endless process of, of coming and going, of involution and evolution of constant uh, evolutionary growth, a coming into being, a going out of being, but always spiraling upward towards more and more connection to the divine source, divine spirit. All these ideas are associated with the number 10 and this wheel, so that this wheel is, is, a, is a spiraling wheel. Uh, the letter cough, the letter cough is associated with is, is a, is a hand in the action of grasping. It's palm of the hand or hand grasping. So this idea of grasping is the idea of, uh, like when we say, I, I, I got a hold of this idea, or I'm, I, I grasp the concept or something like this. So cough is associated with grasp or holding on to something or, or, or understanding it understanding it. So when we understand this law of cause and effect, when we understand this cycle, cyclical nature of things, when we understand the spiral or this wheel, we begin to take control of our own destiny. Um, we don't, we're not just a passive observer of things that are going on. You know, there's karmic um, implications to everything that we've done in the past. You know, there's a certain cause and effect that is going to play itself out, but it's we're not a, a prisoner to this. We have uh, we have the ability uh, to uh, to break free from this cycle, to rise above it, to connect to spirit, to connect to the divine source, so that we can rise out of it and we can you know mitigate a lot of the uh, the the sort of negative circumstances and. Uh, so forth that we may have participated in by doing good, by doing ethical uh, acts, by doing works of charity and so on. And so there's this idea that, you know, you can uh, rise out of your, your, your karmic uh, wheel. You know, Buddha talked about that as well. It's rising out of this idea. And, you know, you can do that again through prayer, through meditation, through working with these tarot cards, through, you know, acts of of charity and loving kindness and so forth. So we do have a, uh, a, a certain connection and control uh, over some of these cycles and over uh, our destiny. So it's not this fixed thing uh, that we are not participating in. It's like, oh, there's this fate and I blame you know, my life on 
some past karma or something, we are active participants in this process. So don't forget that you can turn this wheel of karma to a more favorable uh, experience in your life uh, by understanding it. And that's where that grasp comes into play. You have to understand that these laws and these cycles are in effect and these karmic happenings and this law of cause and effect is at work, both on a cosmic level, cosmic cycles, and in our own lives. And so we see those cosmic cycles at work in the, in the rhythms of life and the seasons um, and the changes of weather in the, the, you know, the, the moving of the planets and, you know, the change and the, the astrological consequences and so on, and the different planetary influences that come into play. And all this are part of these, these cosmic cycles that we exist in. So you have to remember though, that, you know, you have a divine connection to spirit, a divine connection to source, and you can rise above these, uh, these cycles as well. Uh, you're, you're a participant in them, but you're also a creator of them. So you've got to remember that. You've got to remember that. Uh, one of these reminders in this card is these four uh, figures that are around the outside of the card. I said, uh, I, I talked about when I described the card. So you have uh, the lion, the bull, the man, and the eagle. Uh, those are connected to the divine name, yod heh vov which is those Hebrew letters that make up the divine name. That is often translated as Jehovah or Yahweh. Um, not uh, Kabbalistically, that's not the correct pronunciation of that name. That name is actually a secret name that uh, the pronunciation is not uh, known except in the mystical wisdom within. Uh, so this yod heh is represented by the lion, uh, the, the eagle, the man and the bull, as I said, so Yod is the lion, He is, uh, is the eagle, the man is Vav, and the bull is the final He. And that represents fire, water, air, and earth as well. It also has reference to the four Kabbalistic worlds, uh, the archetypal world, the creative world, the formative world, and the material world, otherwise known in Hebrew as Atzilut, Riyah, Yetzirah, and Asiyah. Those are the four worlds that are associated. So you can see those, those symbols at work in the, in the wheel, in the wheel as well. So you have in the wheel, in the middle, you have this red wheel in the middle of this card, and it has three uh, circle, circular uh, circles within circles, basically. So there's a middle one, and then there's a kind of a, uh, or there's a, there's an, a, an innermost one, then a middle one, then an outside one. And so in the middle of this circle, there's two crosses as well, it's equal arm crosses. And then it cuts this circle in the middle into, uh, into six pieces, into eight pieces, excuse me. And the very center of that is that, is that archetypal world. It's the point. Uh, it is the invisible, it's spiritual realm, the archetypal world. And the outer uh, circle, uh, outside of that point in the middle, uh, the second, second point one is the, is the creative, 
And then the third one is the formative world. And you can see in the, in the circle with the formative world, you've got the, uh, these four symbols, these four alchemical symbols. You have mercury, sulfur, salt, and then this symbol for dissolution, which looks uh, very similar to the Aquarius sign. It's water, it's like some wavy water lines. And then the very outside of the wheel, you have the yod Hey vov Hey name, and then t, a T, an A, an R, and an O. And that's, again, uh, that's representing uh, those, those four levels of, of, of creation that I was talking about earlier. That divine name represents God. And these uh, characters on the outside represent also this same idea. They also represent the fixed signs of uh, the zodiac. So Leo, uh, Taurus, Scorpio, and Aquarius. So these fixed signs then are, are connected to this divine name, this divine name, yod heh When you add up the, the Hebrew letters, they equal 26. Uh, and as I said, so these correspond to the fixed signs of the zodiac. The bull is Taurus, the lion is Leo, the eagle is Scorpio, and the man is Aquarius. And the numbers of these signs in the zodiacal series are 2, 5, 8, and 11. 2, 5, 8, and 11, and that adds up to 26. So it's connected to yod heh vov -Heh. And the idea is this, that we, you know, you see them surrounding this wheel of life. So this idea is that we live and move and have our being in this divinity, in this spiritual reality, in God. And so it's reminding us that, you know, our lives that we're going through in this material existence is surrounded by and penetrated through with this spiritual presence, with this I am power, with this divine nature in which we live and move and have our being, as Paul said. Uh, so there's a constant reminder that we're part of this spiritual endeavor, part of this cosmic cycle, um, this part of this cosmic process. Uh, there's an interesting idea that wealth and poverty are the pair of opposites that are attributed to the letter Kof, um, that Hebrew letter that's, that's on here. And these are the kind of the extremes of what our actions can bring us, what our thoughts can bring us, what our visualizations and our ideas and our beliefs can bring us, wealth or poverty. And again, so it gets back to this idea that you have a hand in destiny. You know, there's certain things that you know, we're born with and certain things that, you know, there's propensities that we have and, and ideas and certain attributions and, and skills and so on that we come into uh, this world with. And, you know, there's a, there's a sort of ancestral connection. There's a collective idea going on here. There's DNA associated with this. And there's also this karmic component as well. So oftentimes these things that we experience, the things that we're good at that are very easy for us, probably things that we've uh, done in past lives. You know, we've or there's just some sort of propensity in us to be able to do those things. So uh, that's an that's an interesting idea. Um, so there's a connection also, an interesting connection to these four figures. Uh, they come from uh, two places, Ezekiel and Revelation. I'm going to read a couple of these, uh, these connections because it's, it's interesting. I'm going to read these passages. Hang on one second. Let me grab this. So Ezekiel 110. Ezekiel 110. 
he speaks is in, in Ezekiel's vision. He sees, you know, he sees this this great vision of God and the spiritual sort of understanding. And he said, as for the appearance of their faces, the forehead, a face of a human being, the face of a lion on the right side, the face of an ox on the left side, and the face of an eagle, such were their faces. Their wings were spread out above. Each creature had two wings, each of which touched the wing of another, while two covered their bodies, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, then he says, in the middle of the living creatures, there was something that looked like burning coals of fire, like torches moving to and fro among the living creatures. The fire was bright and the lightning issued from the fire. So, you know, you may be familiar with this vision of the chariot from Ezekiel. If you've watched Ancient Aliens, there's ideas that this is referencing UFOs, these wheels within wheels and so on that he speaks of might be extraterrestrial vehicles and so on. And I'm not going to really get into any of that, but that's an interesting idea as well. That might be a connection to that in our evolutionary process or, you know, the idea of time. Uh, per, per, you know, some, there's some ideas in Kabbalism that uh, perhaps people were able to time travel back. And so you've got these wise ones time traveling and kind of stepping through different, uh, different uh, sort of layers of, of the, the multiverse, as it were, and, you know, sharing wisdom and so forth. And you've got, of course, this idea of spiritual beings which are visiting humanity and really that's what this is about in 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 ezekiel and that's how you know it's looked at in in traditional ways that you know these spiritual beings this vision is a vision of god and you know it's coming to ezekiel and he's sharing it uh, with uh, the ancient israelites so there's there's all these different connections to these these different creatures and of course these are coming to play in this wheel of fortune card the other very interesting place that this is mentioned. And, you know, Elephas Levy, who this, who was the, was a great writer on magic, ceremonial magic. In fact, he wrote the, he wrote the book called Transcendental Magic, with mo which most of the modern ceremonial magic, all the Golden Dawn stuff, the OTA and OTO stuff, and, you know, most of the uh, the different magical groups that we know now as, you know, Kabbalistic ceremonial magic draw from Eliphas Levy very heavily. Uh, he drew, he was the one who came up with this image that Paul Foster Case is using, uh, and this image is a very powerful one uh, of these of these four uh, these four figures and the wheel and so forth. And these are all representative these ideas from Ezekiel and Revelation. So the one in Revelation is is from uh, Revelation 4 7, Revelation 4 7, where uh, this is it's very similar to Ezekiel. So, around the throne are 24 thrones. Excuse me, I got it behind me there. Let me see. So, so, around the throne and on each side of the throne are four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature, like a lion, the second living creature, like an ox, the third living creature with a face like a human face and the fourth living creature like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings are full of eyes around and inside. Day and night, without ceasing, they sing, holy, holy, holy of the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So again, here's this idea of wheels and wheels within wheels later on. And there's, you know, descriptions of thrones and people seated and so on. And this is another one, you know, you may recognize from if you're 
a viewer of ancient aliens, another connection to the idea of UFOs. And again, I'm not necessarily saying that this is a Kabbalistic idea, but it is an interesting one. You can see this idea uh, of our, you know, our human evolution. Uh, you know, there's this idea that there was some in the ancient aliens uh, mythology, as it were, anyway, that there was some sort of uh, mixing of alien and human DNA, and that contributed to our our in intelligence and our evolution and our technological skills. That maybe some of our technologies are from ancient aliens visiting us during these times and so forth. Um, I'm not saying whether or not you know I think that's true, but there's some interesting ideas definitely in there, and they're, they're worth exploring. Uh, but the point is, is that these these four creatures uh, represent these four fixed zodiacal signs so that you know is pointing out to, to space and to a certain fixed uh, way of, of of things unfolding. So that's the cyclical time, the cyclical nature of of things, the the flow of of time, cosmic cycles. As I said, they're all associated with these characters. And of course, you know the, the ancient Hebrews were well versed in astrology. And you know the idea of the twelve tribes, and the twelve tribes are connected to the twelve signs, the twelve zodiacal signs, and so forth. As are the twelve apostles uh, of Jesus. And there is definitely astrological and astronomical symbolism in these ideas as well. So this wheel of fortune is a powerful card. The really uh, big thing I want to uh, again kind of uh, have you think about this week is just this idea of karma. You know, the idea of cause and effect. And remember that, you know, our actions, our actions will have consequences, positive or negative. Our thoughts, our beliefs about ourselves, or the things we visualize, the things we become emotional about, the things we do, the things we say, the, 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 all of these sorts of things that go into living life uh, end up having an effect on our experience effect on our experience. So in order to rise out of this, um, this sort of wheel of, of karmic cause and effect that we've created for ourselves from either, you know, this life or past lives, we've got to raise our mind up to the spiritual level and begin to visualize and see and do things in a different way. So if you don't like the results that you're getting from you know, from the actions and the thoughts and the words and so forth uh, from the past, you've got to change those things, you know, that's simple, uh, simple mind science, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, uh, says the Bible. So it's this idea that what you believe about yourself, what you, what you think about yourself, how you see yourself, how you visualize yourself on a daily basis is going to have a great effect on your future. A great effect on your future, how you treat others, how you treat your family, how you treat your loved ones, how you treat your enemies, how you, you know, see uh, a difference between friends and enemies. All these different ideas are going to affect your karma. They're going to affect your future. They're going to affect your life. So that's what this Wheel of Fortune is saying. So if you can grasp this idea, think about this letter cough. Uh, this Hebrew letter Kaf that talks about, uh, or that, that it refers to this idea of grasping. So if you can grasp these ideas, if you can grasp this fundamental concept, 
that karma is uh, not something totally out of your control. Now, some things are going to unfold the way they're going to unfold, and they need to unfold that way for you to learn the lessons that you need to learn and so on. But also, as I said, we can rise up out of this sort of mindless kind of repetitious cycle that we've created for ourselves by imagining new things, better things for ourselves and taking new actions and learning new things. And that's what these cards are really about uh, is understanding these laws, understanding these spiritual laws and applying them to our lives. So, you know, as you're working with this card this week, uh, this wheel of fortune card, you know, begin to look at how these cycles are at play in your own life. You know, look at how your actions and your words and your, your thoughts and your feelings are coloring and creating your moods and are coloring the way that you interact with other people, uh, whether you're, you know, finding the abundance and the beauty and the creativity and the love and the light that you're looking for, or if you're creating more negative things because you're filling your mind with you know, the, a lot of negative thoughts and, um, you know, all this new, quote unquote, news and propaganda and so on on the internet or these really dark shows that we're watching over and over again, just, you know, the junk that we fill our minds up with. So, you know, really be careful and see the connection between those things. See the connection between how you feel when you eat certain foods or how you feel when you get exercise or don't get exercise or how you feel at certain times of uh, the month or the year. Uh, notice the cycles in nature. Notice how, you know, the cycles of night and day. Watch the moon. Pay attention to uh, the months and the seasons and so forth. And get back into connection with the earth. Because we're a part of that and it is a part of us. Uh, so keep that in mind. And then, you know, keep studying these great, uh, these great lessons that we're, we're going through with the tarot. And, you know, you'll learn more about how these cycles work and you'll be able to control them in your life. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, again, work uh, this week with this card. Uh, this card, one of the cool things about it is all of these cards have sort of these specific purposes. And I'm going to go a little bit beyond what I normally go into uh, to tell you, you know, about this. But these cards, they open up, as I said, powers. And one of the things this uh, card can help us do is kind of focus on the right things to do in our lives. It'll help us to have a greater understanding of the, uh, the nature of these different cycles. And it'll help to connect us to a sort of more positive and constructive viewpoint about karma and about our own destiny and so forth. So just the act of, of really contemplating and working on this card and meditating on this card will, will help you out a great deal. It'll help you to uh, to do the important things and to uh, prioritize what's mission critical in your life and so forth. So, uh, you know, again, work with these cards, work with these images and allow them to work on you. It works if you work it like, like AA, you know, these cards are the same way. So like the 12 step program, they always say that it works if you work it and you know, it does. Uh, and, you know, so work with these cards and again, uh, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you being here each week. Uh, if you'd like to donate, we're at CosmicEye.org. Um, and you can find the podcast through there, or you can go to anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye and follow us on uh, social media at Cosmic Eye. 
tarot at cosmic eye tarot on instagram or on tiktok i do um uh, free tarot readings and different little talks and things like that uh, i've got an ancestor and spirit reading that i do on friday and then on monday uh, there's also a, a, a tarot reading that i do for the signs for each for the zodiacal signs uh, so those are great so check those out uh, check out also our podcast on wednesday uh, called spirit work and i do that with angel I'm from at angel on the eighth day and angel is a clairvoyant and an intuitive and a, a spiritual healer and he's got great uh, lessons and so we talk about all things spirit spirits angels uh, orishas uh, we talk about magical things and all sorts of great stuff uh, mediumship clairvoyance psychic abilities and so on how to develop those things how to you know talk to your spirit guides and and so on so great stuff there uh, thank you again next week we will be talking about the justice card justice uh, so look forward to that I'm, I'm i'm really enjoying this series and i hope you guys are too so i will be back next week uh, with another a Sunday Tarot Talk. Thank you again for joining us. Have a great week. Goodbye and God bless.